It is Correct Opinions on Wrestling. I'm George. I'm Melissa. And today we'll be reviewing the AEW Dynamite for November 18th, 2020. Yes. And before we get started on Dynamite, I just want to talk about Zelina Vega and WWE real quick. I just want to say I am so proud of her. I'm so glad she stood up to WWE. You know what's hilarious to me? Why didn't they all stand up to WWE? Like, AJ Styles. You're telling me if he said no, they would have done something to him? If they had all just stuck together. You know what I'm saying? Well, welcome to the history of labor in America. If everyone just, if everyone stuck, just together. stuck together, there's nothing they could do about it. And I just think this is such a huge mistake by WWE. I said this when this whole banning of Twitch thing happened, like, what, a couple months ago? If you are treating your employees like their employees, but not giving them the benefits of employees. And getting away with it for 40 years. Why would you ever do anything that could potentially put this in court, put this in the public eye? You're getting away with murder. Why are you fucking flaunting it? This is a weird hill to die on. This is going to be fucking wrestling's equivalent of Al Capone going down for tax evasion. I legitimately think that. Um, And I can answer your question. It's because McMahon thinks he's fucking invincible. He's like, I beat the government in that steroid trial in the 80s. I've gotten away with so much for so long. No one can touch me. And th this could be the thing. This could be the thing to finally... Oh, baby, I would laugh so hard if this is the hill they chose to die on. And the thing is, you know, before there would be this idea of, oh, well, I can't lose my wrestling job over this. Most of, let's be honest, most of these, you know, wrestlers who have the, uh, the online third-party stuff, especially the women, could make a fortune probably more than they're making in wwe because i saw zelita was making more i i believe it i believe it and you know what like i mean that's partially because i mean they're i mean what like she started like an only fans or something so but but knowing that the women's contracts in wwe are so far below what any of the men get mm -hmm. it's like it's like giving up a crap job for easy money and the whole thing is, I'm sorry, but at the end of the day, these are independent contractors. And if, as long as they're not using their wrestling names, there's nothing WWE can do about it. Like, I don't know why all the wrestlers didn't stand together and stop this. This is not going to end well for WWE oh if it gets it fucking, pushed. This is what brings them down. I will never be able to stop laughing. Like, I don't support WWE. I stopped watching them when they started doing business with Saudi Arabia. I think after that, the only thing I really watched was, like, the women's WrestleMania main event, mm -hmm. if I have my timeline right. That's, like, the last thing I watched in WWE, because I don't support this bullshit. And it's a terrible product, so it's not like you're, you're <laughs> it's not missing... Like they, yeah, I'm not being dragged away it's from not, something I love. It's not like, oh, man, I have to protest the human rights violations of New Japan. You know, it's... It's a garbage product. It has been for years and years. 
I was just when I was watching it, it's because I was I was constantly disappointed. So when they started doing stuff with Saudi Arabia, that was like the final straw for me. We were in a we were in a cycle of abuse. Yeah. In, a, in an abusive relationship with this fucking company. <laughs> and finally we got out. The only reason I keep tabs on it is because there are people in WWE I love. I agree. I love me some Kevin Owens, New Day, Finn Balor. People like that I keep an eye on. Asuka. All people I'd like to see in any other wrestling company. So I, I keep an eye on WWE. I also keep an eye on them because I would love to see it crash and burn. Because nobody deserves it more than the McMahons. Nobody. Well, all right. I don't think we could uh, put it any better than that. Union, unionize. Unionize, people. And in the end, it was Andrew Yang who brought <laughs> down the McMahon empire. I would never be able to stop laughing. Not Ted Turner. Not Tony <laughs> Khan. Not the United States Department of Justice. Andrew Yang. I think that's a perfect ending. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think they need to cool it. What a what a time to be alive. Yes. Now let's get into Dynamite. All right. That rant. So we open up with Top Flight versus the Young Bucks in a non-title match. And they give us a little video package for Top Flight. Thank you. Why don't you do this more? Give us information on people so we can be invested and care. So we find out they're brothers. To begin with, I thought this was just... This felt like a dark match to me, but... What? It's the tag team champs. Yeah, it's the tag team champs fighting a, a couple of no-names. I mean... Yeah, but they're new talent. Which usually you see on dark. Well, they're getting a push, baby. Okay, so their names, <laughs> you got nothing to add, alright. Darius and Dante and their brothers, they're 21 and 19, just little babies. Jesus, I am so old. And they talk about how they reached out to the Young Bucks and got a response back. And uh, I think that's really cool that the Young Bucks are looking out for the new talent. And I thought this was a great match. It, it really was a great match. And I was scared because they kept talking about how, like... In their video package, they talked about how they were nervous and how this was their their debut. And that just all seemed like a jinx to me. And I was so scared you were going to have a Matt Seidel incident. <laughs> but it was just a solid match. Young Bucks win with a BTE trigger. Sportsmanship. Okay. <laughs> you really have a lot to add. All right. No, you know what? I, I, I don't. I mean, it was just really a, a good opening match it was your typical young bucks match and yeah so i said i said it was solid it was solid i give it a, i give it a solid and then at the end top flight is attacked by th2 wow what a weird <laughs> but i feel like that's they're giving them a program they're gonna win which and, i think shows they're really gonna get a push and tell me this isn't a dark match hybrid two show up mm-hmm Mm-hmm. What's with your one-liners? Do you have anything to add? Do you have anything to add except insulting me? Uh, usually not. All right, anywho. Moving on to Inner Circle. See? You have nothing to say. Okay, then we get to Inner Circle in Vegas. There's, like, little 
let me paint you a picture. They're in Vegas. They're at the casino. MJF is cheating at Blackjack. There are go-go dancers. How cringeworthy was that? I mean, I... It was a little weird how they were just sitting there watching the women dance. It was kind of... To creepy. me, I got vibes from that the same way I got vibes from that first episode of Raw Underground where they just had the three random, I guess, supposed to be sexy women just... Oh my god, do you know what the creepiest thing in the world is? When you show a shot of, like, strippers or dancers or whatever, and you don't see them, you see the faces of the people watching them. Yeah. Is that not a horror show? That's that's nightmare <laughs> fuel. You don't want to watch the faces of leering men. Right. <laughs> don't show us that camera angle, please. There, There is no erotic quality to... <laughs> You know, the, the girls didn't seem like they were having a good time. Neither did the guys, honestly. I mean, I see what they were going for, but, like, don't... Just don't. It was like I'd a... I'd rather you not. It was like a community film project interpretation of what they thought a sexy strip club scene should be. Yeah, and it's like, so, like, oh, they're in Vegas, so you gotta have the obligatory ladies dancing. But whatever. Maybe that's the best they could get on a, on a COVID uh, production. What do you mean the best they could get? Maybe what maybe nobody maybe nobody wants to come out to work and I don't have a problem with the dancers. I have a problem with the camera showing me the faces of the people watching the dancers. Yeah. That's a horror movie. And can we talk for a minute about how goddamn irresponsible it is to send these oh. goofs out to Vegas in the first place? Cuz at first, I thought, okay, they built a set for this stupid little casino game that they're putting out on phones. And this is just their way of trying to get more out of it uh, to, you know, justify the cost. No, they actually went to fucking Vegas to film this piece of shit segment. I mean, I'm sure Tony Khan made it as safe as possible, but we're still in the middle of a fucking pandemic. You we don't need this Vegas bit. And spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, the bits aren't even good. They're... They're... <laughs> abysmal so uh not sure why this needed to happen but it did inner circle has gone from being a legitimate threat that also can do funny bits here and there to being a straight up fucking comedy stable that's how i feel about it and it's a shame because it shouldn't be and then when the you know inevitable civil war happens between Jericho and MJF, you know, it's, oh, we're going to supposed to be switching into, to caring gear. Oh yeah. We're taking this seriously now. No, they're, they're, they're digging themselves into a hole here. We'll see how it goes. Let me finish painting the picture. All right. I'm sorry. MJF and Jericho are at a, are at a bar, one upping each other till eventually they're drinking Everclear. This shit again. It wasn't funny the first time they did it with the steak. <laughs> Then Conan is there. Yes. And he gives them drugs. They get out of a a limo when smoke bill is out. I don't know what they're smoking because they think they're seeing dragons, but it's a man in a dragon outfit. So I'm like, are they smoking PCP? What's happening here? I wish I was on drugs while watching this segment. Maybe <laughs> yeah. it would have hit better. I don't know. And then Wardlow and Hager are like, I wrote down they're having a beat off. 
Because they're seeing who can beat up dudes better. And that's the end of that for now. That was part one of the Vegas bit. I couldn't have been more disappointed in this. And now I can see why they didn't advertise this bit on their fucking Instagram for the night. This is just, you know, you talk about beating off. I think this is just (laughs) Jericho indulging himself a little too much. There's a few people in AEW that are in, uh... Oh, in that department, he he can't hold a candle. (laughs) Yeah. But but we'll certainly get get to to that that. later. We'll have a little taste here, though, in the next segment where they they put together like a mini documentary or a or a trailer for a documentary they're doing with director x was whoever that the fuck that is i don't know who that is i'm too old but i got to say okay so it's going to be like a history of a revolution documentary about AEW i don't know if this is a part of it or if this is a trailer it looked good it looked all right. I was interested. It shows that like they're gonna be showing people's like backstories and probably how the company started and how they got there. And I, I thought it looked promising. I'm not mad at it. However, what is your problem? Like everything else to do with this company, a red flag immediately goes up. This is gonna be a Brandy and Cody vehicle, easily. Oh, I hope not. I hope not. And no, no, no. You know, I mean, from I mean, from the way they're in their driveway, like they're out of a fucking music video oh, from 2010, yeah. to yeah. Brandy in that awkward as fuck, supposed to be sexy pose. On I the- wasn't gonna bring that up. Okay, let me paint you a picture. She's posing in a deck chair by the pool, and she's holding a drink, and you just look at her, and you know. That is so uncomfortable, but she's so committed to being in that pose. It was so, it was (laughs) such a Cody paint me like one of your French girls poses. It was so awkward looking. Like, and she's holding the, 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 I'm guessing it's a mimosa. She's holding the fucking mimosa. Like, and and the whole time. And it's like, that can't be comfortable. Why are you doing that? Nobody nobody sits like that. Nobody sits like that. (laughs) Yeah, so that was it for the documentary thing. Oh, man. Then we get to a little bit with Mox talking. Did he do this promo in a bathroom stall? I don't care. He can do whatever he wants. And it was a really interesting little promo. I've been thinking about it since I heard it. Like, he talks about his dad and how his dad was a huge dude who will fuck you up. And he talks about how his dad picked him up from prison one time and told him, we're the good guys. And I've been seriously thinking about that since yesterday. That is such an interesting promo. I feel like there's a lot going on there. I can't quite put into words what exactly it is. He's kind of like the ultimate anti-hero. It's interesting. It is. It's interesting. I can't articulate. <laughs> Obviously, I should have a podcast because I can't articulate <laughs> how I feel about this promo. But the big news to come from that promo. Renee's pregnant. Renee's fucking pregnant, which is, that's so good. I mean, I hate people having kids, but. Don't those, do it. Those, no, those two should because they're fucking adorable. Yeah, I mean, if they, yeah, but. but if uh, anybody's going to have kids, those two should. But listeners, don't do it. Don't don't have the children. You pieces of shit. Yeah. Don't do it. 
You don't deserve it. And we're not hypocrites. <laughs> we're not fucking doing it either. So I don't have any kids because I'm a piece of shit. You guys don't do it either. We don't need any more little shits running around. No more units being delivered. But Mox and Renee, that's a beautiful thing. That's good. I'm happy about it. I give that baby a chef's kiss. <laughs> chef's kiss baby. <laughs> that's a name. <laughs> All right. Back to some wrestling. Uh, if we have to. Kip and uh, Orange Cassidy with Miro on commentary. Yeah. Um, I mean, the best friends were out there for Orange. Penelope's out there with Kip. It's a standard. Orange Cassidy's trying to do his putting his hands in his pocket thing for like 10 minutes. And Kip's getting mad. I gotta Penelope s- interferes. I gotta say, Orange Cassidy did a really good job here. Of his whole defense as offense thing, mm, mm-hmm. um, he he really no he just he just really seemed like he was fucking Kip up to a degree by just dodging him. Yeah, like I actually bought it as more than just oh this is the wacky thing Orange Cassidy does. Yeah, so I can see that. But the trouble here is that I am so goddamn sick of this storyline. I I love Orange Cassidy. I love the best friends. I love Penelope, but eh, kind of souring a little bit on Miro, but, you know, whatever. Um, I'm real sour on Miro. He's the video game guy. Kip- Let's just say this. Okay, so he's in WWE, and I've seen other people say this on the internet, and I totally agree with him. He's like bitches that he like can't get his push to the top. He comes to this new company. He can do whatever he wants. And this is what he does? He's like the fucking dude who's mad about his video game. I just feel like I want to scream. How long can that... I was going to scream about it. It's so stupid. And how long can that sustain a fucking (laughs) storyline on a nationally syndicated show? It's like, okay, yes, he fucked up your machine. Are you not signed to what I would have to presume is at least a mid-six-figure contract with a wrestling company? He's always wearing them Gucci and Versace shirts. You could afford another fucking arcade cabinet, my man. (laughs) It's not worth this. I feel like I have hope they're going to push it into like a Miro, Trent, New Japan thing because Miro kept calling Trent his young boy. Young boy. So I feel like hopefully they'll steer it into like, oh, it was never about the video game. It was about this. You know what I mean? I'm, I got my fingers crossed that that's what it is. And we we move on from this, you, you broke my toy thing. Let's fucking it's, move on. It's weird. So yeah, Orange Cassidy get, rolls up Kit for the win. Miro attacks him. And scurries off like a bug. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't like it. Hate it. Shit. Okay. Whatever Next. the opposite of a chef's kiss is. <laughs> a fucking... A s- something. What's the opposite of a kiss? A suck? <laughs> What's the opposite of a chef? A garbage a man? Garbage man suck. <laughs> That's we, so weird. We need to get a soundboard so we can just hit the button. Meh, <laughs> Alright, next we get to the part I was the most excited about for the whole night, but didn't really pan out for me. This was a fucking tease. It was supposed to be a contract signing. Okay, 
So Moxley and Kenny Omega are fighting on December 2nd. And I didn't know that this had a theme, but the theme is winter is coming. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I just like, I actually think it's awesome that the title fight has like a theme. Yes. So Kenny comes out. Justin Roberts does his whole list of accomplishments. You got the the dancing girls with the brooms. They're still wearing neon spandex. I don't know if this is a reference to something. I just see Jazzercise. I, it I looks like a Jazzercise video. Hey, one thing real quick. Did you know? Um, did you know Kenny's been to North Carolina? Why do they keep saying that? I have no idea. Somebody tell me. Somebody in the comments tell me what that's about. So, um, yeah, he comes out. He's got a suit on. He's got his shades on. He's looking good. Now, this is so. This is how Kenny used to look at press conferences before mm. Wrestle Kingdoms. This is pure asshole cleaner, cleaner Kenny. Kenny. He's back. Yes. And he, that, that's what the announcer said, too. The announcers called him that. Love it. So he comes out. They got the whole, like, standard contract signing thing where they got the table in the ring. Tony Schiavone's there. So Kenny comes out ready to sign. Mox's music hits. Where's Mox? Where's Mox? Where Turns out he's he dead in the back. They go to the back. His lifeless body's in the hall. Doctor's checking on him. Saying they want to stabilize his neck. They don't know how long he's been laying there. So Mox ain't coming. Kenny's all pissed. He keeps implying this is some way to try to get out of the match with him. Kenny signs the contract. And that's the segment. That's the segment. You know what I'm thinking? Hmm. I thought about this. I don't think it was Kenny. I think it was Hangman. Ooh. Yeah. I haven't thought about it at all. I actually have not thought about who did it at all. But that would be interesting. Yeah. As far as I know, there are no Samoans in AEW. And that's where WWE usually went with uh, these sneak attack angles. What? Like it was, your it was, yeah, it was, always, it was always a Samoan. <laughs> are there really not? No, there's that Maluda guy. Hmm. Okay, okay. All right. Did we forget a Samoan? Let us know in the comments below. <laughs> All right, next we get fucking part two of Vegas. Jesus. All right. It's 2020. <laughs> it is the year 2020, and we're getting a hangover parody. And it's not just like a... When did that even come out? It was like, what, 2009 or it, something? It's, it's uh, easily, easily over 10 years old. And we're getting... A and it's not like one or two jokes. Like, oh, ha ha, yeah, I remember the thing from the thing. The entire segment is just a shallow riff on The Hangover. I don't... If there are, like, direct references, I don't know what they are because I've never seen the movie. But we, we cut to them. They're on a rooftop. There's a drunk Elvis there, which is actually the only funny part of the Vegas thing. I liked I liked drunk Elvis, and I liked uh, drunk Sammy off his fucking gourd about to cut his hand open. Yeah, MJF says something about them being blood brothers because MJF's all happy. Sammy pulls out a knife to cut his hand to do the blood brothers thing, and drunk Elvis stops him, which was the only funny part of this whole thing, that fucking drunk Elvis. So then they do the thing where they wake up the next day hungover and... I don't know what the fuck's going on. Sammy's sitting in a fountain. Ortiz is fucking high on speed. What else is going on? 
Santana's got chickens. Hornswoggle is in the bathroom. Dressed like a baby. I'm assuming that's some kind of reference to The Hangover. You know, I saw the movie once and forgot it almost immediately, so I couldn't tell you. I mean, so that was it. I don't know what to tell you people. If you think that's funny, you know what? I'm not going to be so shitty. This is just not for me. No, it's awful. It, 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 I'm going to be shitty. It's fucking terrible. The whole MJF Jericho thing has been not for fucking me. And you know, it's one thing if it's here and there a thing, but every Dynamite, there are these long fucking segments that I do not like. If you like them, fucking Godspeed. But I am not enjoying them. I think it's so fucking wacky and lame. I can't stand it. If you like them, you're a fucking moron. No. They're not this morons. This is trash. You know. You just called them pieces of shit and told them not to reproduce. Well, when it comes to reproducing, I believe that. But, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just, I say this every week, maybe I'm just dead inside. Look, if you're going to refer to things like this, you got to make it at least recent. This is, this is so dated. I can't believe they fucking flew to Vegas for this. Who even gives a shit about the fucking old... It seems like such old comedy to me. That's like... It is old comedy. Is this what people even laugh at anymore? It's just so irrelevant. Fuck it. Like if or maybe I'm just dead inside. Well, things can be two things. <laughs> and you're, you're telling me you couldn't have gotten Mike Tyson for this shit if you're going to do a hangover parody? Oh, Christ. Come on. Oh, Christ. Don't even. Don't even. Bring the boy back. No, I don't. What, did he you want Tony to... the boy? Yeah. Oh my god, he would fucking beat your ass. The boy. Would Mike Tyson beat my ass? Let me know in the comments <laughs> below. God, this was a disaster on every level. I never thought I would see the day that I would say this, but somebody needs to rein Jericho in just a little bit. Somebody needs to rein in that boy. That fucking poof. What does that mean? I don't know, but he's Canadian. And I know calling someone a poof in Canada. No, it's not poof. It's goof. Goof. Okay, goof. Poof is like a fucking British slur against gay people. Oh, okay. Well, then I retract that. <laughs> oh, my God. I retract that. Goof is what I was looking for. Somebody oh needs to rein that goof God. in. Oh, my God. We're fucking canceled. Canceled. You're an idiot. Roll out the podium. Oh I'll apologize. You fucking idiot. Am I an idiot? Let us know. Oh, my God. All right, moving on. We got Eddie Kingston on commentary because we got the Blade versus Pac match. I was so excited about this. I fucking love Pac. His last match was March 11th when they started Death Triangle, which I was so excited about. I don't like the name, but I love the concept. You like it in Spanish. It does. Everything sounds cool in Spanish. Yeah. But this match, it looked a little bit rough. I thought there was some, there was a couple rough spots. Pack did a really rough DDT at one point that was just... I don't know whose fault that was. But, yeah, there are a couple spots that he looked... A, well, I mean, he hasn't wrestled in almost a year. My big problem with this match was that there was too much of Pack on the defense selling for the blade. And oh my I'm, god, I know. I wanted Pack to come out and just fucking destroy him. I, I mean, I get, like, maybe not having it be, like, a complete squash match, but this was just 
too much of a competitive thing. I wanted Pack to come out and just be like a fucking monster. Yes. Like, just scary. That didn't happen. It's alright. He, sh- he does a shooting star press and lands on Blade's ass, and it was fucking hilarious. Do you remember that part? I, I do remember that part. <laughs> I, th- I just think that's so funny to, like, land on someone's ass. Then he puts him in the brutalizer. Ugh, brutalizer. And, yeah, he wins. I don't, I don't think that's how he won. I don't know how he won. I don't remember. Good finish. Um, That was how he won. And then Pac was going to talk. He gets a mic. And I was really excited to hear him talk, but Eddie Kingston attacks him. This has been a night of bullshit <laughs> tease. I mean, yeah, Pro- all night like, I was teased. People I wanted to talk. People I was waiting to hear from. And fuck. Let me hear from the goddamn people. Don't I they mean, know this is like 90% of wrestling? And then Kingston gets in his face and is doing his awesome, scary Kingston shit. But I really did want to hear Pac talk. Um, Did I say that Pac was attacked? Yeah, he's yes. going to talk, but he's attacked. Kingston's in his face. Ray Phoenix comes out to save Pac. Holy shit. So they're, you know, fighting. Then Penta comes out. Kingston's best friend. What's he going to do? He comes out. He's got a chair in his hand. He comes in. And he saves Pac and his brother. Oh, my God. That was great. The whole thing was great. Their match last week, the Ray Phoenix Pentagon match, was great. Kingston was trying to break up the brothers. Pentagon came out, saved Pac and his brother. Didn't fucking work, guy. I am really excited about the idea of this program. They need a trios belt. Why not? I, I don't Fucking see why, why not. not, you know? So, yeah, that whole thing, I'm very happy with it. I wish I could have heard Pac talk, but it was great. So next we go to something I'm not so happy with, the oh. garbage women's segment. Like, I don't even, like... <sighs> Fuck, who is this fucking person? Why do I care? Jade. Why is she in a feud with Brandy? Why am I supposed to believe all of a sudden Brandy's like this hard as nails badass? This is fucking ridiculous. You know what's confusing to me? That it insults your intelligence in a way you're used to from WWE, but not here? Oof, yeah. No, yeah, that's part of it. Okay, so this Jade woman comes out last week, insults Cody, insults Brandy, and then AEW signs her. Like, who is this person? Who the f- Like, why are they announcing they signed someone who just came out to insult- She hasn't even had a match. She just comes out to insult people, and AEW's like, yeah, let's- sign. Like, kayfabe, how does that make sense? Maybe she's friends with Cody and Brandy. I, I, I don't I know. I said kayfabe, how does this make sense? Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, story-wise, she comes out and insults- Two high up people in the company, and Tony Khan's like, sign her. Can I, can I tell you? Kayfabe, explain this to me. When that did happen, when she came out and, you know, she was obviously building up to introduce someone she's aligned with, mm-hmm. I thought, based on information I saw on the internet, that it was going to be Ryback. What? And, and I was praying, I was praying it wasn't going to be Ryback. Monkey's paw fucking curled. <laughs> Shaq. I don't know what's happening with that yet. I don't know what's happening with that. I hope it fucking falls through. Can we all just pretend that's not going to happen and it's not happening? I swear to God, 
more and more, I just realize, you know, for all the shit that Cody talks, he was never, you know, had like this righteous indignation towards WWE. He just wanted to fucking be the McMahons. Oh my God. I feel like he and his wife, their ideas are so WWE. Uh, I, I just like when I see their stuff, I'm just like. Do you want this to be WCW? Is that what this is? They they, they might. They might think... We uh, should explain what actually happened on the show. Okay, so backstage, Jade is stomping Brandy's arm. We forgot to even say what the fuck was happening. And, like, fucking Nyla is, like, keeping people back so Jade can Vicky's do it. Vicky's there, too. I immediately thought, this is some fucking Divas-era WWE shit. No, right but, here. but see, see, as long as Brandy's involved in the divas shit and constantly talks about how it's a revolution for women, then it's okay. It doesn't matter how goofy and fucking ass backwards it is. And then J.R. makes a comment. I wish I would have oh. written it down. I don't know the exact wording of the comment. We'll get to that comment. But he, his vibe is, okay, now let's go to real women's wrestling. That's not what he said. I can't remember what he said, he but said, that I was the he said. vibe. What did he, he say? He said, we're going to get some wrestling in here now if we can. That's the vibe, baby. I feel like... You know... I mean, that's how I'm feeling. Like, let's get... Because the next match is Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deep for the NWA belt. And holy shit. And can what I, a juxtaposition. Can I just say here... A lot of people gave shit to JR for something he says not too long from now, and we'll get to that. That's, like, immediately what I'm talking about next, so we can get to All right, that now. talk to that now. Okay. So, Thunder Rosa, Serena Deeb. First of all, I want to say, JR said, this is going to be one of the best matches we've seen on this program. That's where I'm going with this. So, he's putting over the women pretty fucking hard. Real hard. So As he is, should be. Yeah, but, you know, this isn't, oh, JR just being a fucking throwback sexist and, and burying the women and, and, and whatever the fuck. No, he recognizes Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb is actual wrestling. It's a main level, a, a main event level match and way better than the fucking main event we did get. Yeah. So, okay, so they're, they're you know, coming out doing the match. They mentioned heels. I don't remember if it was Tony or Excalibur. They're thanking the ladies who have signed up. And JR says, do they do a bake sale? What a king. Oh my god. I'm... I knew as soon as it came out of his I think as soon as he came out of his mouth, I gasped. Because I was like, he is in fucking trouble. Now, he said this for one of two reasons. There's only two reasons you'd say this. One, two. One. He's just an old-timey idiot who doesn't understand anything. Or number two, he's fucking mocking heels. And I 100% believe that's what it was. So do I. Because he just spent that time putting over the Thunderosa serena Deeb match and how great it's going to be. Do you think he thinks women just bake things? No. I don't think JR is an idiot. He was mocking heels because he knows it's a fucking joke. To have been a fly in the gorilla position. Oh, baby. Brandy's phantom fucking scrote must have been pinching <laughs> so hard. In Cody's. 
Oh, definitely. His phantom scrote as well. <laughs> the, 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 fucking. Oh my I, god. I do they do loved. bake sales? You know what? Oh my god. I was like, he's in fucking trouble. And you know what? For someone who is as legendary as JR, I can't blame him for taking a fucking pot shot. Because you know what? You've got this match that is for a pretty important fucking belt with two legitimate performers in the ring who can go. And you're using it, as you always do, for a vehicle for a fucking ad for the Brandy Rhodes goddamn fan club. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, let's all lay off JR because JR's not an idiot. That was hilarious. I just hope that JR has a good relationship with Tony Khan because I could see Cody and his fucking wife coming for him. I hope not. So. I bet they're still in that passive-aggressive phase. Mm. <laughs> all right. So... The match is going. There's a fucking commercial during the championship match, of course. Could they advertise heels during the commercial? Could they do that for me? For real. And then, so the match is going great. At one point, Britt Baker interferes and hits Thunder Rosa. I don't even remember what she does to her. Hits her on, like, the fucking ramp or something. Yeah. And then Serena Deep power bombs her, gets a near fall. There are. Serena Deep does an insane submission. I don't even know what the hell that was. There were a ton of near falls in this Thunder match. Rosa gets out of it, stomps her guts. There's like roll up counters. Yeah, that's where that's where this all happened. Where just near fall after near fall. And Serena Deeb gets the win, retains. Another brawl after the match. But this was what was fucking hilarious too. Kayfabe explained this to me. So Britt Baker attacks Thunder Rosa. Almost costs her the match. Thunder Rosa goes out to the side after the match. Britt Baker is hanging out in the fucking audience on the side like, doo-doo-doo, just watching the show. <laughs> what the fuck? Why would you beat on someone and then stand at ringside and then look surprised when you're attacked? Standing somebody, here like a dumb fuck. Somebody explain this to me, please. Why was she just standing there? And commentary even like made a comment about it too. And I'm going to get to my other thing with JR tonight. So JR makes those other comments. And then he also says that Britt Baker interfering with the match, like, took the spotlight from Thunder Rosa and Serena. And I thought the same exact thing when it happened. I thought, why did they do this during the championship match? Why does there have to be this fuckery? Now, I I will say I'm glad that it looks like maybe they're trying to make some kind of storyline here. Which, with the fucking women's division, I'll take almost fucking anything when it comes to a storyline. What, that fucking bullshit cat fight between Jade and Brandy is not enough for you? Can I have a little bit more, please? Can I just have a taste? Just a taste, baby. But Brandy's give voice has taste. to be heard because it's so important. Just give me a taste of a fucking story, please. Her, her ideas are so good, you guys. But I thought it really was a shame that there was this whole interference angle. And I'm glad that JR said something about that, too. 
Like, JR's not an idiot. I feel like he sees what's happening. Uh, they're going to take him out to the woodshed and be like, Shut up, old man! <laughs> I feel like he genuinely wants it to be better. And I feel like... I feel like there was a lot of loaded comments during this whole section that I found very interesting. And I'm going to be listening very close to JR. The comments were sus. I think they they had more weight to them. But, uh, very interesting. And now... Wait, there's a... Just a little promo, a back promo. Oh, yeah. Anna J does a promo with Silver with her. I, I see is like, them trying... Because Silver's over. They're trying to get Anna J over, so he's there while she's doing her promo. Give her the rub. She's gonna get a match against Sheeta. Which totally makes sense, because she has, like, wins. I don't know what the fucking rankings are, who gives a shit. When it comes to the women's division, who gives a shit? But, yeah, it makes sense that Anna Jay would get a shot at the belt. I mean, she has a, some wins, so... Take it off, Sheeta. Put it on Anna Jay. I don't care. Give it Just to the Dark give Order. Me some, give me something new, please, for the love of God. All right. Then we have our main event of the night. What a... F Yama, Hama. This is every problem I have with this company right now. In a single fucking match. I just gotta say, I'm sick of doing these podcasts and having to bitch about Cody. I don't want to bitch about Cody. But every time I watch a show, something happens. And even sometimes, you know, in in between in the week, I'll think about these podcasts and I'll go, you know what, maybe I'm being too mean. Maybe I need to fucking cool it. I never but no, think that. Every week I'm reminded why I'm so annoyed by him. So I guess we should say what it is. <laughs> We got our main event of the night. Cody and Darby versus Cage and Ricky Starks. Yes. Now, I like three of the people in this match. Yes. However, let's let's start with this. Okay, first of all, you start this match with, like, by the time the entrances are over, you get 12 minutes left. 12 minutes in the show. In the middle of the match, you cut away to another goddamn picture-in-picture. With like 10 minutes left to go. But before that. Before that. You have. Team Taz come out. Okay. Fine. They come out together. Then you have. Darby Allen, The TNT champion. The man who holds the belt that we were just told is the ace belt of the fucking company. And he comes out. Before Cody. Cody comes out last to his god-fucking-damn Triple H entrance. What the fuck is this I'm horseshit? I'm sorry, but if he is a good guy, he would have come out with Darby to Darby's music. Or even if they wanted to do, you know, even if they wanted to do separate entrances, fine. Darby's the champ. Put him over. You're not putting the man over by having him come out and be subservient to your goddamn, you know should be saved for pay-per-view entrance, but you do it every goddamn week. So if you people didn't watch the show, <sighs> wrap your mind around this. This match, with like less than like 15 minutes left in the show, has two commercial breaks. Get there, there's, an, there's the entire Cody Rhodes pay-per-view entrance with the fucking smoke machines, the gates... The fucking opera music at the beginning. Hey man, you fund your priorities. That's not getting cut. 
Wrap your minds around this. Darby is the champ. The champion. The, the, they had him come out before Cody. Cody, you know, and, and we all know that, you know, not kayfabe. We all know that fucking Cody thinks any belt he has is the fucking ace belt. We know that. It's like Air Force One, any plane the president's on. But here with the storyline, after building it up as the ace belt in storyline for kayfabe, how the fuck are you going to then have him be second to Cody? The whole point is Darby beat Cody. Darby beat Cody clean and won the title. And that's that. So now Darby's the better man because he's the champion. Mm-hmm. But no, fuck that because Cody's fucking ego got hurt. Yeah. And he also Cody comes out and he's wearing a shirt. With some fucking pizza something on oh, it. Oh, Jesus Christ. And what's fucking hilarious about this, you can't even read the shirt. Nobody gives a shit. Even commentary doesn't know what the shirt says. They're trying to read it. Apparently, it's supposed to be some kind of attack on Shaq because he does the Papa John stuff. Who gives a fuck about <laughs> that? Like, who... He comes out, though, with a shirt that's supposed to be a joke, and nobody can read it. Nobody knows what it is. God, there's nothing fresher in 2020 for wrestling than a goddamn retired basketball player who's now a fucking figurehead for a racist pizza company. (laughs) Nothing fresher than that. God damn it, the Attitude Era is back. Oh my god. I just think it's so funny that even commentary is like, what does that that shirt say? What is that? And someone's like, oh, I think it's a... It's supposed to be a joke about Shaq. Oh, okay. Stop bringing in fucking put-out-to-pasture athletes to do these stupid fucking angles. Stop it. Oh, you need to simmer. You simmer for a second. Ooh, I'm boiling. So, what I love is Taz is at commentary, and Taz is talking about Cody's ridiculous entrance and his ego. Yeah. And I just think, that's not, that's fucking shoot. That's a shoot, brother. I'm sorry, but it is. Like, that was ridiculous. And Taz comments on it. I'm sure it has to do with their, their program also, but I feel like uh, everybody's everybody's thinking it. And also, I want to address the FTW title. My and, God. And the fact that people, well, Cody, and I think Jericho put it down too, just saying it's like not a real belt. It doesn't mean anything. I think why... Aren't you doing something with this belt? I just gotta say, I agree with you. But also, I want to consider the fucking source here. Cody literally invented a championship so he could have it as a cosplay belt. And Jericho stuck doing fucking duets on Hee Haw. So, you know, who the fuck? This belt could be so interesting. This needs to be the alternative belt for the people... That won't be the face of the company. It needs to be the only belt that you can challenge for during a lights out match. Because oh. it's an unsanctioned belt. Yeah, you could do so much with this belt. and I, Instead of like doing something with it, you just have like people like legitimately like shoot shitting on it. And I don't understand. I, you know, I don't want to get too much into the actual match because I don't give a fuck. I mean, let me, let me see what I got. Well, I first have to say, there is, like, a little video Darby Day. You know how he does his little videos where he's standing in a church and he's on fire? Which I was like, mm, that's actually pretty cool. It's better than rolling down a half pipe. Yeah. I was like, that's actually cool. So with, it starts with that. Was it Steve-O? 
Yeah, he did it with Steve, though. Yeah. Yeah, there's... Again, this dated bullshit. Like, you know, I, I like Darby Allen, and honestly, to a degree, that kind of fits more, because, I mean, I buy Darby Allen as, as that, but it's like these references to this fucking old-ass shit. Well, Steve is still doing stuff. All right. I think uh... he's got, like, a popular podcast or something. It it makes sense though. It makes yeah. It no. is an old reference. Yeah, no shit. It is an old. You know, I don't know. What do you want? It, what do you want from me? It, I don't know what to tell she, you. Her brain's frying because she's having to admit that I'm right. Oh god, I don't like it. Oh, 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 oh! I gotta mention. Also during the mass, the match, Jr. calls Cody the ace of the company. And I just feel like... Brandy fed him that fucking line. <laughs> I feel like he had to say that to be in less trouble for the bake sale comment earlier. Brandy was like, apologize. I'm listening to you, JR. Like, you said it, but I know. I can feel the vibe. You don't think Cody's the ace. I can feel the vibe. I know what you're doing. Just saving your ass because you got to get to that pay window, baby. Don't fuck with JR's paycheck. Um, oh, I do have to say, in the match, Darby does a destroyer on Brian Cage. Like, what? Yes, that was very That impressive. was awesome. And then what I believe was a drill claw. Cage does a drill claw from the ropes to Darby. What the fuck? That was insane. I've got a bigger what the fuck. Immediately oh, yeah. after that, he pins Darby Allen. Darby so. the champ eats the pin. Because of course, Cody, what, what, the man in the in in the five thousand dollar suit, that man is gonna take the pin. Sure, 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 yeah. Sure, the guy with the with the with the five thousand dollar neck tattoo take the pin. <laughs> Come on. So yep, TNT champ takes the pin because of course he does because Cody's not going to. So fucking they start. After the match, they start beating on Cody. Will Hobbs comes out for the save. The FTW belt is in the ring. He picks it up. You think, oh, he's against Team Taz. But no, no, he is not. Because he uses the FTW belt to blast Cody. Thank you. And again, if you were gonna if you were gonna do this and try to make him the heel in this scenario, wouldn't you have him bust open Darby? Cause I'm cheering this. I'm cheering Team Taz, baby. Let's go. So Will Hobbs has taken their what's the word? Invitation to be in Team Taz. Thank you. Good. They Obviously, need to change the name. They need to change the name of the stable from Team Taz to Beef slabs. Beef. Beef slabs. You got a pretty boy and two beefy boys. And, uh, yeah, so they're the good guys in my book. I don't know what everyone else is watching. Um, so yeah, that was the fucking show. And after it was over, I was exhausted and tired. Honestly, I'm exhausted and tired just having to relive that shit show. This was a, this was a bad dynamite. Here's why I shit on this stuff. Because if WWE was doing the exact same thing, Oh. I would shit on it. So AEW doesn't get a pass to do this bullshit. A huge steaming dump is a huge steaming dump. That's called integrity. Yes. We have integrity. Who was the stud of the night? 
Stud of the night has to go to Mr. Jim Ross for calling <laughs> it like it fucking is right down the middle. Fucking politics be damned. He is just fucking saying the shit we're all thinking <laughs> like a 90s stand up comedian. Wait, but what about actual wrestlers? I No, I, I, I said what I said. You can have a different stud of the night if you want. My I'm, stud of the night is Serena Deeb. Okay. Because I feel like that was the best match of the night. She won. It was good. She's the NWA champ, which means a hell of a lot more than the AEW women's champ. Yeah, what the fuck? I don't know. Serena Deeb is my stud of the night. My dud of the well, night. Well, I'm looking at the show holistically. You're sticking just to wrestlers. Yeah. JR's always a stud. Mm-hmm. Hall of Fame stud. Or as he would say, a stud. Stud. Juicy. Juicy. Buttery. Flaky. <laughs> I, I bet that's how he, because uh, we know JR's on Tinder now, so. What? Probably. I mean, he talks about. JR's on Tinder? I don't know, but he talks about how he meets the ladies. So. Uh, you think he does it on Tinder? I'd like to think he does. I hope so. I like to think that's his bio. I bet Juicy, all those. Juicy. Buttery. Flaky. I like to think he's hanging out with the young wrestlers and they put him on there for him. And they explain mm. to him how it worked and everything. Oh, that'd be adorable. But also creepy. Living his best life. Anywho, dud of the night. Oh, man. There's so many duds. Um. I don't know. I guess Miro. Miro's my dud of the night again. Do something with that boy, please. But also, Cody pissed me off. But... I don't know. Like, he's just like a Hall of Fame dud to me. Yeah, we, we can't pick him anymore because he's... Just like the WWE, not WWE, AEW belt. He can't go for it. He can't he challenge. Also, he also can't challenge for dud because he's in the Hall of Fame of duds. So I'm going to go with Miro. Because I just don't know what the fuck that is. I'm going to go with a pairing. I'm going to go with Chris Jericho and MJF. The whole inner circle is a dud of the night. I mean, that's a dud stable. You know, that's actually that's worse that's worse than Miro. Inner circle is a dud of the night. I don't know what you guys are doing. Remember when you were a threat? Do that again, because that was cool. This is not cute. It's not cute. I give this show a dumpster fire. It's not a dumpster fire. Alright, it's a fucking dumpster that's got some really rank trash in it and there's gasoline in there waiting to fucking burn. Ooh, there is gasoline nearby for sure. And it really fucking stinks too. Let's turn this ship around. How about that? Yeah. Alright, that's it. I'm done. I'm fucking exhausted from being angry all over again. Uh, I've, I've exhausted my bile supplies for, for one week so I'm gonna go replenish them. And we will see you next week with fucking correct opinions on wrestling. Subscribe, listen, leave a goddamn comment. Do all the things. Do it. You don't call, you don't write. Ugh. That's it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>